Hello and welcome to D&D Tonight! I've been recording my attempts to play Dungeons & Dragons with my family since May of 2017. I'm a novice games master with most of my experience coming from three of my friends who DM'd games over about six months before I started to play this game as a way to keep in touch with my family. You'll have to forgive any mistakes I make along the way, both rules and recording-wise. These first few episodes are pretty rough, but they do get better. Who wants to remember what happened last week? Yeah, it's like two weeks. I don't remember. I know, it's it's been a while. Oh wait, I know where we stopped. We stopped there. So well, let me tell you where you post- started last week, and that might help you remember. You guys were going to the... White. White Castle. No, no, no. You started, you were going to the feast, because you defeated the beasts in the crypt. And solved the haunting issue. The ghostly ghost. Yes, and then we left. We're going down a road. Headed for White White. Castle. Yep, (laughs) then you were headed to White. (laughs) We're looking for murder. And we had one night on the trail. So far. Ghosty ghost. The wolves escaped. Oh, escaped. You mean you narrowly escaped the wolves? (laughs) Thanks, no, thanks to Asharis's amazing kinship with wolves, you guys didn't have to fight the things that literally could have eaten you alive. Well, that was nice. Well, I didn't have to fight them in general. I just sat in the tree. I didn't get to keep one. <laughs> I got to sit. In I a don't tree. know if you could have kept a wolf. They're level or they're challenge rating two. Yeah, they're too big. They're very big, scary creatures. Uh, no. And then the next day. No. Did you guys find anything cool on the road on the first day? Oh, yeah. Ghost Slinger messed with some people on the road, didn't she? Mm-hmm. I think she yeah. sneaked up on them. And we saw the elf land. No, that was the next day. That was the next day? Yep, the oh. second day you saw Into the Feywilds, which aren't really the elf, la- elf lands, but they're they're close, you know, there's a, they're a kindred spirit with all the magical nature that is in the, uh, the Feywild. And what happened the next night? Ghost oh, Slinger. You got attacked? Mm-hmm. What happened? Oh, in here. The man. No, it's not cold. Who was it, Jessica? The what was it was Zabuza. Okay, eat your garlic bread and then yeah, tell me. You're, you're doing a terrible job of making a podcast, Jessica. Your mouth is full of bread. <laughs> I mean, I know. Finish eating the bread. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? Okay, I'll tell the story. I, you, I don't, I, we don't I'll have to wait. I'll tell the story after my break. So, in the middle of the night... Asharis went to wake up Ghost Slinger because Asharis felt like Ghost Slinger should take the the second watch instead of having to wake up Merlin. And she refused to get up. And while the two of them were fighting, trying not to wake up Merlin, all of the sudden, out of the darkness, there was a ninja. And he sent Ghost Slinger flying. And then there was a fight, and then he disappeared. Only a tree trunk was left in his place, or a log, and then he ran away. And the only person he attacked was Ghost Slinger. And then nothing else happened for the rest of the night. You guys went back to sleep, and no big deal. Well, I started a fire. And <laughs> burned the log. I burned the we log. We burned it! Well, in case it was the ninja, I wanted to get... <laughs> Let him know. Oh my gosh. So, you guys. So it's the next morning. Yep. You're ready to go? You wake up on the next morning. And nothing nothing bad happened the rest of the night. You guys didn't have anything untoward happened. You've all leveled up. You're level three now. Because you slept the full night. Did Ghost Slinger eventually take her watch? Or did Merlin stay up and let Ghost Slinger sleep? I probably stepped up. I mean, sure, I'll take the watch. Ghostslinger volunteered to take the watch, afraid that maybe if she didn't, her nemesis might return and attack them again. 
Wow. He's saying I'm afraid now. You have a nemesis. So uh, you guys get up. You break camp. You're still following the uh, the ruts that mark the old road to white. There's wide grassy fields that are all around you as you, you walk throughout the morning. And there's a light breeze in the air. The travel is relatively easy and nothing seems to be uh, out of place. Everything's going pretty well. Are we in trees or are we more... Uh, no, it's, it's pretty barren around. It's just kind of, you know... Imagine the the farming fields in England, where it's just miles of flatness and open fields. plains. Open plains. <laughs> Early in the afternoon, as you're walking along these kind of two ruts in the grass, you find this little wall. It's kind of just barely sticking up above the grass. I mean, the tall grass is so tall that. You guys are walking in these ruts along the road uh, in order to make your, your journey easier so that you don't have to fight this, this thick, tall grass. And there's this like little row of rocks kind of just trucking along beside the road. Little rocks? Hmm. It, it's it, a rock fence. It's covered in some ivy, and there's like kind of leaves that don't really match the surrounding area. It looks a little bit uh, like it would belong more back in the Brentwood Forest than out here in the middle of this this grassy field. But as you keep going along it, it just kind of follows the road for a while. And So it's a fence. On one side or both? Uh, just on the it's one side. Hmm. The right or the left side? Uh, I imagine it's on the right side, and I want Asharis to roll me an Arcana check. What does she need to roll an Arcana check? Because I want to decide how this is going to happen, and it's going to be either one way or the other. Okay. Where's my roller? I know where the roller is. It's Where's my D20? Everything's a D20. Fifteen. That's pretty great. Fifteen? One five? One five. All right. Is that with your Arcana bonus? With my Arcana bonus, I do not have Arcana. Okay, so it's flat. Yeah. Okay. So, as you guys are kind of trucking along, following this little wall, there's suddenly a gap in the wall, and like just a moment before, there was nothing around you, just these wide plains all around nothing around for miles and as you as you walk past the wall this this gap in the wall the other two keep going but you see out of the corner of your eyes something grab your attention and when you look there's a unicorn just standing there in the middle of this field why do you keep getting these unicorns what are you talking about keep getting this is the first unicorn we've seen no, Asharis, uh, you have seen this unicorn before. Uh, you think it's the same unicorn that you saw at the Magic Fountain the day before. Oh, I told and you. he kind of looks to you and just stops. Hmm. Is this something we can charm? How far away is it? Uh, let's say he's 60 feet away. So he's, he's a okay. bit of a distance away from you, but you can definitively tell. I mean, this is a white unicorn with a, a long white mane and a long white tail. Dang it, he doesn't have a oh. rainbow mane like the re- unicorn and rainbow bright? Oh my god. <laughs> nope, all, all white. Right, all- <laughs> he's a completely albino unicorn. Hmm. Except for the horn. The horn is rainbow the whole way. Hey, at least you got rainbow. Love it, love it. Rainbow Dash had a rainbow mane. Exactly. So, what do you do when you see this unicorn? Wait, can I see the? Unicorn? We want to charm it. Okay. Can what's, I do that? What's the limit on on charms wisdom? Like, are you allowed to charm things beyond a certain wisdom? I thought there was a limit. I don't know, and I think there's only a certain, like, size of animal. Uh, And I will tell you that charming someone 
might be seen as aggressive. I mean, how would you like it yeah. if somebody decided to mess with your thoughts? It's true. He might not like to like us um, if we force him to. Or maybe he can just come with us willingly. So roll a, roll a history check for me. Nine. Nine. So Good. let's say you know that unicorns are lawful good creatures and that they are extremely wise. Do they speak? Do they talk to you with their minds? Well, I can talk to it. Let me let me look. I, know. I, I can do that too now. You don't know if they speak or not. What are, what are you going to do? Ask it a question. Ask it a question? <laughs> yeah. Well, I message mean, both ways. Do you have that same spell, Tiffany? I have one called Beast Bond. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, did you, you get a creature it. for turning level three? Well, we discussed the creature and we we said that, you know, I should wait. Okay. For a creature to show up. <laughs> so I'm still <laughs> looking for something to show up. Is the plan. I'm uh, no, I meant you could tell me what you wanted and I would just have it show up. Okay, well Well a unicorn isn't a good creature for us, I don't think. Uh you also know that there is no way you could control a unicorn. Okay, yeah, I think it's too big. Um Can we walk towards it? Okay. Well, do and you, say, do you want? We come in peace. Do you want to walk towards it? Is that what yeah. I'm hearing? You do you walk forward a few steps well, towards the gap in the wall? From sixty feet away. Hmm. He's not going to hear us from sixty feet away. If okay. To- then pa- yeah. pause with that and let yeah. me tell you what happens. Okay. Dang it! Why do I not know if unicorns talk? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, we know that unicorns talk, right, Jessica? How do we know that? The Pegasi. The Pegasus! (laughs) That's a nice snake you got there. I can only get the medium beast. Talk to the pest? No, the little pest. Okay. It says here, What language... Do you oh, no. speak to it in? What language do we speak to it in? The normal language? Elvish. Okay. So, let's hold there. Let me... I'm sorry, I should have read this ahead of time. I thought I, I mean, did. If unicorns are going to speak, they're going to speak in Elvish, don't you think, Jessica? Well, then I can understand it, probably. As can I. As I've said... All right, I see no reason why they wouldn't be able to. So, okay. You walk a few steps towards this uh, this hole in the wall. Uh so you're you're kind of making your way across this this thick thick grass kind of mm-hmm. trumps and through. It's a little bit harder than walking down the path. And as you get closer to where the wall breaks and you're looking through and you see this unicorn, the field around it starts to kind of shift and shimmer. And as you look forward, you can see kind of this. You can't see my hands. I don't know why I'm doing this. Uh, you see. <laughs> okay. So imagine kind of like the sky and the field in front of you slowly tar- start to shift colors. And it starts to look like that image you saw into the Feywild before. The Feywild. But as you look around, the field is still all around you. It's just this one spot as you look through this broken hole in this stone fence. And so you step up to that point and you look. And do you continue to walk forward into this this gap? Can I see it this time? That's up to Asharis. What's Asharis going to do? 
She said she was going to walk towards the unicorn. Are you going to say anything to anyone? Or are you going to step through this thing before you... Oi! I see a unicorn over there. Oh my <laughs> gosh, you can't say anything, you're blind. <laughs> Alright. The two of you, Merlin and Ghostslinger, have walked a ways down the road already. Because Asharis kind of paused and looked and trying to tried to make a decision. And you guys didn't necessarily notice. But as she's standing in the gap and she speaks back to- towards you guys, you turn around and you look at her. And you don't see anything. You just see her standing at the edge of this wall. And nothing there. Do they see the gap in the wall? Uh, they do see the gap in the wall. So at least you're not thinking that I'm going to crash into a wall. So before before they really react, because they're kind of confused because they don't see what you see, you hear a voice in your head, and it says, Hello. And that's it. Oh, that for hello? <laughs> it's, it, says, it says hello. In what language, Derek? In in Elven. See, it's correct. In your <laughs> head. <laughs> but it sounds like it's coming from the unicorn. Does anybody hear that? And the two of them don't know what you're talking about. And they're kind of confused. So let me think. Um, so can I think hello? You can think hello. You want to think... And like in a in a way that says, you know, maybe I should shout to the unicorn, hello. Then we'll think that you're crazy soon. That's okay. And as as you're trying to make up your mind what you're going to say or, or think, so you hear, I want to show you something. Oh, wants to show her something now. She's special. Okay. And he says... When have you known an evil unicorn? Step through, please. It's a girl unicorn, anyway. It's a guy. He said, "No, it's a girl unicorn." Well, from sixty feet away, it's hard to tell what anything is. It's a horse, as far as you can tell, with a horn on its head. But what do you do? It sounds like a trap, Jessica. Now, thanks a lot. I have this doubt. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm going to walk through it anyway okay so you take one more step forward and pass through this this break in the in the field and as you step through the world around you is completely transformed oh, you no. are in the Feywild all around you there are fantastical colors it's it is rainbow bright and dusk at the same time. It's in that magical state of twilight where you can see kind of shimmering lights on the horizon and it's bright, but the area around you is also kind of dim at the same time. It's a portal. The area around you, you can hear faint music and there's some slight laughter, maybe a a few giggles. There's creatures of the fae playing around you. You can see tiny fairy dragons and butterflies kind of fluttering through the air. And the unicorn starts to walk towards you. And he says again in your head, I'm I'm so glad that you, you came. We need your help. Come on, why is she so special? But I am an elf. <laughs> At least I can understand your language, sort yes, of. Yes, you can. Okay, so what do you do? You play jingling music. <laughs> it's the sound. It's the sound of the Feywild. There's there's music it's in the air. Of course, you're going to call. Um, what what do you need? You unicorn? Oh crud. 
I muted dad, and I can't unmute him. Why do you do this to me, Google? But he's talking to somebody else. It's okay. So What is your name, Unicorn? And how can I be of service? I am Winifred. Winifred? That's a terrible name. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm coming up with this on the spot. I didn't think to name the unicorn. Name is Apple... What are, what are the Applejack! That's not a dude. Name. Applejack? <laughs> What's the prince's name? Here, just a second, just a second. Shining Armor! I know my ponies. Shining Armor is an awesome name for a unicorn. I haven't watched the show in so long, and Shining Armor is actually a unicorn in the show. So, Shining Armor. Okay, fine. We can we can we can break trademark. It's whatever. Call the elves. The elves have have called me before. Uh, shining armor. But what I needed to show you is very important. I think you're the the one who's going to stop them. The demons. And he comes close enough to you, you're still standing relatively close to the gap in the wall? Like, you haven't moved that far in? Yes, yes. So, uh, he'll come close to you. He'll come within about ten feet, and all of a sudden, you'll just hear him say, Look! And he'll rear back and whinny very loudly. And as his hooves come down on the ground, the beautiful colors and twinkling lights and the laughter and the music all stop the entire world around you melts away everything turns gray the sky is dark and yellow clouds quickly kind of surround the the sky and cover up all the color and eventually they they transition to gray the grass at your feet withers and browns all around you everything just is totally different. The flowers wilt and appear to have been trampled. Uh, the small magical creatures that you could see flittering in the wind are replaced by horns, toads, and hissing bugs. And as you look around and take all this in, you look back to the unicorn where Shining Armor was standing just a moment before, and he's gone. I'm trapped in the horrible land! No, it's called the Nether. It's called Rainbow Bright. That's exactly what happened. They stole the color out of the world. Roll a constitution check. Constitution? You and your Rainbow Bright. I love Rainbow Bright. One day I will cosplay as Rainbow Bright. What was that again? Fifteen. Okay. With a fifteen, you maintain your composure. What do you want to do? Maintaining my composure in a world that is gray, demonic. I know, right? Like, I don't know if I should walk forward or not. What if I can't turn around and get out? I mean, what if you can't get out at all? And you've been abandoned. And you're stuck there forever. And it was a trap. Hey, hey, Merlin. Merlin, can you hear me? Nod yes if you can hear me. Okay, there should be uh, a thing that looks like a microphone on your screen somewhere. Maybe if you tap the screen once. It's got red around it. Tap tap the red thing. That's not the phone in the off position. <laughs> Does that work? Yes. Alright, you're back. Sorry, I muted you while you were on a phone. Okay, thank you. So, uh, Asharis, what do you want to do? You're in this creepy, scary place. Roll me a history check real quick. Are you in a time portal, Asharis? Yeah, I'm like, she's in a time paradox. A one. Can we see her? A one? All right. You have no idea where (laughs) this is. You feel like it's the same place all around you, all of the, the, the land looks the same, like the hills are in the same places from before you stepped into the Feywild and from when the unicorn whinnied 
the earth didn't move, but everything on the earth is different. So what do you want to do? Yeah, I think I'm going to turn around and walk out. Okay. You turn around expecting to see the gate and your friends and your way back home. It's not there. Oh, the road's gone. Your friends are gone. The wall that was going along the road, that's gone. So there's Everything no is different, yes. but the land is the same. And as you, as you look around and you start to get a little concerned, what do you want to do? I'm going to walk in that direction. You're going to walk in that direction? How far do you go? Far enough that you think you would have gone through the, the portal? Okay. After you go that far and nothing happens, what do you do? Use your telepathic powers. Call me. But there's no beasts. You're not a beast. I can't talk to you with my mind. Maybe okay. I can talk so, to you. So think about this. I, I, I need you to describe a specific thing for me before I can, I can fix it. What do you do? Like, are you gonna do anything? Or are you just gonna walk? Hmm. I mean, what can you do in this horrible place? Ah, I know. One of these kind of uh, hissing, screeching bugs near you flies across right in front of your face. And then two more whiz past. What are you going to do? I'm going to get my sword out and I'm going to slice those bugs up. Okay, roll me an attack roll. <laughs> those are innocent bugs. They're not innocent if they're flying around me. Yes, they are innocent. Okay, wait, which one is my attack roll? I'll just roll a d20. Come on, go away, other thing. Two. You are on Terrible. water. Okay. You missed that one. Roll the, the next the one that comes across your face. 16. Alright, with a 16, you hit this bug that comes flying past, and your sword goes right through it. It doesn't feel like you're where you think you are. And as you're standing there with your sword and the the realization comes across that you, you feel like what you're seeing might all be an illusion, uh, Shining Armor kind of bursts back through into this dark landscape all around you. And he's standing in a gateway that shines back through into the Feywild. You see the Feywild again behind him. And he says, Asharis, don't let this happen to us. How does this happen? And then you blink as you say, how does this happen? And you're standing just past the fence, just inside where that portal was. And Ghost Slinger and Merlin are standing next to you. And they're very confused. Because they heard you talking. To no one. <laughs> from their point of view, you were in the same kind of uh, same kind of trance with your eyes glazed over as when you go to sleep at night to meditate. Hmm. Was it all just in my mind? So, uh, what does uh, what does what does Ghost Slinger say to you? Uh, as as Asharis just says, "How does this happen?" Like, what do you what do you say? How does what happen? When? What? Where? Why? When? There was a unicorn. You are blind. I was in the Feywild. What? That we have to help them. They don't exist. But I don't know what we need to do. They don't exist. Merlin, what do you, what do you ask? As she's kind of speaking some gibberish. Well, I want to use some mental powers to try to contact her. Well, she's standing in front of you again. Uh, actually, she's been there the whole time. She never left. She kind of went into the same sort of trance that she goes into at night to uh, to sleep. Her eyes were kind of glazed over, and she was sort of just looking off into the distance. I know, but she's swinging that sword around trying to no, no, kill No, no, she was, she was just Dangerous. standing there the whole time. Oh, okay. Everything she did, the walking around, the moving, the minute she ah. stepped through the gap in the fence, she just stopped. Okay. 
And when you guys came back so, to investigate her, she was just standing there. You could hear her talking, kind of muttering, like somebody speaking in their sleep, in their dreams. But you were only hearing half of the conversation. So you don't know what she saw or what she was doing. I see. So what do you ask her when she says, how does this happen? Is she, well, she, do we know what she saw? Do I know no, what she saw? No, you don't know what she saw. You can ask that. Oh, well. Uh, Asharis, what do you think uh, we should do here? What What did you see? Tell us uh, what we should do. Are we going to, uh, what are we going to do here? What's going on? Tell me. There was a unicorn. No, there wasn't. It, there was a unicorn. Oh. And he took me to the Feywild and said they needed my help. And the world was terrible. All the colors was gone, and the colors don't exist in the first place. It was dark, and everything was dead. It already- you know what they want? I don't know. He disappeared before I got to ask how it happened, so, what I need to do. Let me let me roll a roll a die real quick. Oh yeah, see that's that's why you need a wizard on your party, Merlin. Your ears perk up when she said the colors were gone and everything was dead. You ask, did uh, you ask Asharis if she felt a hopelessness like creeping over her? Yeah. So it had an effect on on her. And when you ask that, Asharis, you just kind of uh, tilt your head to the side and said, say, yeah, it kind of seemed like something was pulling at me. And Merlin, you say, that wasn't the Feywild. That's that's what we would call the Shadowfell. That's a terrible place. Interesting. Hmm. It was a trap. I wasn't joking. <laughs> Merlin, you, you ask... Why would a unicorn sh- take you to the Shadowfell? It doesn't want to die. I don't know. That's all you saw? No clue? Was the ground hollow? Could you see through the ground? Or just the grass was dead? No, the grass was dead. And there was hissing bugs and bullfrogs. Sure. And Asharis, you remember the, the, the last thing he said. Don't let this happen to us. But it already has. Because they don't. So he's showing me the future. And Merlin, you don't know any way that the... In your magical studies, you've never heard of any way that the Shadowfell could threaten the Feywild. They're opposite planes... So the material plane is the world we live in, and the shadow fell is essentially, I have an analogy, the world is a coin, it's a plane. There's two sides to that coin. The material plane is the coin itself. On one side of the coin is the Feywild, the source of many, many beautiful magics and fantastic creativity. And on the flip side of that coin is the Shadowfell. It's a land of dark and necromancy, oftentimes evil magics, but contains great power. There's no way these two planes should ever be able to touch. Mm. Why, it's called Shadow. You have a question? Yes. I don't get it. That's the point. You're not supposed to. It's supposed to make you think. A hundred percent sense. Well, we're having a time paradox. That's what's going on. And that's all I'm thinking right now. Yes, time paradoxes. There you go. Do you okay. think? Do you think Ghost Slinger knows what a time paradox is? Yes. If I know what a time paradox is, then Ghost Slinger should know what a time paradox is. That's metagaming. <laughs> Still. Okay. So. You guys kind of continue your, your trip. Asharis is a little bit shaken up. Asharis is in the bathroom. I can hear going. And you guys just start walking. You you head on, on towards white. And maybe for the rest of your day, 
uh, as you're kind of walking down the trail, you're quizzing, you're questioning, you're asking what the unicorn looked like, what the 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 sounds were that she heard, uh, what was going on. Because all around you, there's nobody. There's no hidden person that could be casting some kind of spell. There's nothing special about the wall. Merlin, you investigate it thoroughly. There's nothing that could have caused what happened as far as you know. So you guys just continue walking. And the day passes. The sun goes by overhead. You stop a few times to get some rest and and have lunch and then continue on until it's about time to make camp. But uh, just as you're fine, just as you're getting ready to settle down and make camp for the night, you run into a sign and the sign says white with an arrow and then it says 6 miles and is this then like it, a fork in the road no it's it's just pointing along the road that you're already on essentially it's telling you how far away you are 6 miles okay. at 3 miles an hour you guys would be able to make it in a couple hours but you're only about an hour from sunset so you were fixing to make camp and now you have this choice do you continue on in the hopes of finding a town with a nice inn where you can sleep inside for the night, or do you rest up here and make camp? Well, I vote we go on. Ghostslinger, what do you want to do? Um. You've been out and about for three days. This is the third night. You could sleep here, or you could head on into town. You'll get there about an hour after dark. I mean, I don't trust the planes or wherever we are right now, so... Let's just walk to the town. Let's go to the inn in the town. Asharis, what do you want to do? You're kind of facing this decision of whether or not you want to walk on into the darkness to hopefully find your way to town. That's fine. I just say hopefully. Yeah, I I did say hopefully. You're heading out into the darkness in the middle of the night uh, with a new, uh, not a new moon, but the sliver of moon overhead to light your way. And you're. Um, Torches and lanterns and stuff. It makes you a big target in the darkness. But and they, the animals get dangerous out here. Since you're only going to be out for an hour after dark, you guys decide that you're going to you're going to continue on. You're hopefully going to get there. You should be able to see the lights of the town. So you continue going, and over the course of the next six miles, you start to see things that aren't what you would have expected. The ground around the road, it gets harder. The plants kind of aren't growing as tall here. The grass isn't as thick. It makes it easier to move through so you can get onto the town faster. After a mile or two, you start to smell smoke, which at first you think means you're almost to town. You're almost there. You don't have very far left to go. You're smelling the the hearth fires in the city. But that initial hope is kind of replaced mm-hmm. as you start to see in the distance a few charcoal smoldering buildings. You can see them kind of sticking out against the canvas of dark around you. You continue following the road and you realize that these are these are farms. The crops are burned and the land is barren. Some of the farmhouses are all right, but more often than not, as you find one that was up against this old road, it's a burned husk. Most of the time, if it's not on fire, the only thing left standing is the chimney. Terrible. Who burnt it? So, do you guys take time to go investigate? Any of these yes, uh, look for survivors. There are no survivors. They're all dead. So after do you do that early for the first time you see what looks like a building on fire, or do you wait a while and stay on your mission to get to town? Why would you we have to make camp? We have to make camp if we're going to investigate. I'm, we I'm mostly asking because it's a it's a character thing. Are you the kind that are going to hey that's a fire, that's bad, we're going to go see what's going on, or we're on a mission, we're just going to stick on the path and follow on our mission. It's no business of ours to intervene. 
We are adventurers that help people. That one. And All right. So the first time you find one of these farms that's more than just a, a smoldering husk and looks like it's still pretty brightly burning, you leave the path and you head over towards this this farmhouse through this field where the ground is it's early spring so you can see where the plants were starting to grow up through the field and you kind of walk up the driveway from this old road to this house and you don't see anyone around like no assailants no one carrying torches it doesn't look like there's any movement in the area but as you get closer to the house, you realize there's there's no way you can go inside. It's just too far gone. Hmm. What do you do? Well, they're dead. Is there tracks? There are lots of tracks, but they're not very heavy. The ground's very hard. Mostly it looks like downtrodden like bits in the, the ash from the burning. Yeah, they're dead. Do you maybe call out? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone alive out there? No. <laughs> as, as, I mean, he just let me right into it. As 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 you call out, you you work your way around the house, and there's a watering An trough. Outhouse. There's a watering trough about two hundred feet from the house, and there's two shapes by it but you can't tell what they are you can just see this this kind of square outline of of what you think is a watering trough and you can only you can make it out by the firelight but uh because the fire is very bright but you can't tell uh what these two shapes are what do you want to do no it's dark already isn't it it is very dark since i'm the sneaky one here i'm gonna go over there and sneak okay roll me a sneak dice (laughs) sneak dice Sneak dice coming up. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. I don't exactly know how you do this, but actually, no, I do know how you do this. So because it's dark and there's this bright light behind you, you kind of don't head directly towards this this shape of this watering trough. You head the opposite direction, off over into the darkness, and you work your way around towards uh this this watering trough and as you get closer you see the shape of two people start to come into focus against the 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 bright light of the the burning farmhouse what are you gonna do ghost slinger definitely not call out because i'm gonna go back and by back i mean i'm gonna combat roll back okay so you combat roll through the ash and the dust and the, uh, the the trampled down crops, back to your party, and do you report back what you found? There's people. Hmm. There's people. Yeah, people. Merlin, I'm imagining at this point that you've <laughs> lit up your staff, and you're kind of using it like a lantern against the darkness. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're being more cautious because you're afraid whoever burned this place is still around. Well. I'd like to use my message both ways and talk to this person. Okay. See if that'll Okay. There is... You have to be able to see them. You're going to have to get closer before you can see them. Like, you can see the shape of the trough, but you can't make out a person. Ghost Slinger had to get closer first. I see. So we're moving closer. Yeah, well, let's get closer. Okay, I'll say that you get to about 50 feet and this person kneeling down beside the the trough stands up and kind of puffs out his chest and tries to make himself look big. And he says, Oi! You! Leave us alone! We don't need any more trouble! Yeah, at this point, I'm going to send my message over to him and ask him what's. But you what can kind of talk to he him. Is. He's talking to us. <laughs> He's okay. Talking. He's yelling. So at me. what do you? What do you? What do you whisper? 
What happened here? And he's going to whisper back, Well, what does it bloody look like? Yeah, but who they, did this? They burned my family's farm to the ground. Who did it? The goblins. I said who did. They've been raiding white for weeks. Um, months, baby. <sighs> Are you here to take what little we have left? We've got not we much help? more than our lives. Uh, what can we do to help you? Well, who are you? People. We are. We are. The we have a name. People. Yeah, we don't we have, have a group name. <laughs> well, you we have, have your names. We are the people that are here to um do stuff. You're not bandits, are you? I hate We're bandits. A traveling, a traveling group of adventurers who. Stand up for the good of the people. Yeah, uh, what that one said. Oh, well, we could we could definitely use more of that around here. I'm Brandon. Come over here, Brookie. I I, I think they're gonna actually help us. And uh, a little girl runs over, probably about <laughs> two thirds as tall as her brother. And he says, "This is my younger sister, Brookie. We were always told." If something bad was to happen, we should hide out here in the water trough. Because who's, who's going to look for us with the cows? Not that we have cows anymore. Because they're hmm. dead. <laughs> Brandon's going to cover his little sister's ears and say, I'm pretty sure they killed the rest of our family. I think it's just us left now. Well, I am so sorry for saying that. Uh... Forgiveness, please. Well, then you should come with us. And now we're taking more people. <laughs> he'll he'll uncover his little sister's ears and say, "Well, uh, mum and dad, they they always they always told us that if anything should happen to them, we should go find our uncle, uh, fa- uh farmer Thompson in in Brentwood, and 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 he would take care of us." Uh, we came but, from Brentwood. Oh, I, I don't know how to get there. Well, oh, we can no. take you there later. Or maybe now, if you want. We'll have I'm to kind of on a quest to fight right now. Get a, 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 a letter or a message to your uncle. Do but, you Do you think you could take us with you to White and maybe hire uh, some some help? To, to transport us to, to Brentwood? Do you yeah. have any money? <laughs> All yeah, that... they just lost everything. <laughs> they just lost everything. What is your problem? That is fine. We will help you. We could possibly Without do that. Cost. Oh, thank you so much. I, I very much appreciate the help. I, I don't know what we would do if, if we were on our own. Thank you. We'll, we'll we'll follow you, and I, I promise we'll stay quiet on our way into town. We'll gather up some of that water. Do you have anything to carry water in? Maybe a bucket? Yes, yes. Uh, the town's not too terribly far away. If, if we have a drink now, we should be fine to be able to get there. But, yes, we have a bucket. We can give you a bucket if you'd like. There's there's one, one here by the, by the water trough. I'll take the bucket. And he'll, I think we'll he'll, carry uh, a bucket of water with. Him. He'll come over and uh, he'll fill the bucket that's by the watering trough, and he'll he'll give you, he'll hand over the bucket. He'll kind of hold it up. <laughs> we'll take turns carrying the bucket. No, I'll carry the bucket the whole way. I want to carry the bucket. <laughs> and he will he will hand it to Ghost okay. Slinger because she seems the most eager to carry this bucket of water. <laughs> Why well, thank thank you, Miss. I I, I very much appreciate it. No problem. Are we going to walk to town? Let's walk straight to town. Okay. He'll he'll point. The the old road is uh is is over that way. If we follow it, we should be able to get to town but before more than I don't know, four miles. Alright, that's at least an hour. Hour and a half now we got kids with us. Oh no! We promise we won't. We won't cause you any trouble. We will. We'll keep up with you. It's not an issue. Okay, let's let's get started, please. Come on, Bricky. Let let's go with them. And 
I thought it was Brookie. <laughs> Wait, what? Brookie? It was Brookie. It was Brookie. It's just very good at remembering the names. You're welcome. I'm very good when I name people, uh, unlike unicorns. Unlike <laughs> unicorns, because I have to come up with the name. Um, so, you guys continue on. You see a few other kind of smoldering farms out here on the outskirts, kind of further away from town. You can see them in the distance. They look like they're further gone than the, the first first farmhouse that you saw. There's, but a, as you continue along, uh, you start to see some more some more farms that that aren't in in as bad a state. They they look like their crops are still coming in and their farmhouses are still intact. About two miles outside of town, you will actually pass a we'll call it a guard posted by the roadside, but he's not much of a guard. He's asleep at a a small bridge. Garden. A bridge, maybe? Let's say, let's call it a lean-to. It's kind of just a, a roof, small roof standing out in the distance to keep him out of the sun during the day. And uh, he's not wearing armor, he's kind of just wearing some leather. Does he even have a weapon? He's got a a, a sword po- propped up against one of the, the posts holding up the roof. He's kind of slumped over in the chair, not paying any attention. Brandon says, don't, don't. Let, let's not bother him. Let's just get to town. It, it's late. I'm sure you all are very tired. They're not much use most of the time. Anyway, these the squires are kind of not as not as good at protecting us as the knights. But there's so few knights left that the, the attacks keep coming more frequently. And uh, you guys continue on into town. As you get there... So when you're about a mile away, you can you can start to make out kind of the light of the town. You can sort of see it as a sort of reflects off the haze of the fire from the chimneys in the town. Is there a, a an inn in this town? Uh, so as you start to see this town and it starts to become larger on the horizon, you can see that it's much larger than Brentwood. There's a lot more here. It's more of a city than it is a town. Brentwood's kind of a town, maybe a village, but this is this is much bigger. There's a stone wall that surrounds the city, and over the top of the, the wall, you can see by the torchlight inside the city, these kind of rooftops that kind of go around on the inside of the wall. They're all very close together, like townhouses, and you can just make out the gatehouse entrance on the the old road ahead of you. Interesting. As you uh, reach the gate, the gatekeeper is going to call out to you. Cause I'm assuming you guys are still carrying lights and stuff as you walk down the road. Yep. So this person is going to scream out, "Hey, what are you doing down there? Walking. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody meant to be out on the old road this late. Don't you know there's goblins about?" Yes, we've heard, but we're walking. Yes, we've picked up some survivors from just such an event. Survivors, you say? Well, good. Town's locked down, though. Can't come in till morning. There's goblins. They could come in, strike at any moment. I defy your walls. Will, let us in. There are no goblins here. Not yet, anyways. Can you prove it? Well, if I were to go up there and shine this light in your face, would you like that? No, that doesn't sound very nice at all. Well, then, what kind of proof do you want? So, what do you? This this gatekeeper doesn't seem to be in any kind of any kind of good mood. What would you guys like to do to convince her to let you in? It's a girl. Yeah, sorry, I'm not very good at girl voices. They all kind of sound the same. I didn't want to go all hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, I have no mind bending. Uh, uh, Is it you who can convince people of things, Jessica. Okay, I'm gonna go over there. 
Okay. And do you have any mind bending tantrums? So, Jessica, what do you say to this crabby old lady that's sitting up inside this gatehouse, blocking your way into town? <clears throat> if you don't let us in, I will shine the light in your face. Roll an intimidation check. D20 plus intimidate. Oh, God. 18. 18. So, Gemma, this lady, is going to say, Oh, no! Don't shine the light in me face! That would be dreadfully terrible! <laughs> All right. I can see you're not goblins. But those two little ones, you're going to have to make sure that you pinch them good and hard before I'm going to open the gate. Hey! These children have been through enough! Exactly. Oh, all right. All right. Just a moment. And uh, she'll kind of disappear from the window that she's in, and the gate will slowly start to open. It's kind of kind of like church doors. It opens outwards, and these big, big wooden doors kind of part in the middle, just a crack. And Jim is standing there. She says, all right, come in, quickly, quickly. Rush in. I just walk. <laughs> <laughs> Casually walking. And with an 18, you glare at her as you come through the door. Uh, as you guys come through the door, uh, she's going to very quickly pull the door back to and drop a big wooden uh, bar across the backside of the door and say, Now, don't tell anybody I was letting you in here after dark. The rules are strict. I could be lashed for this. I will rush you myself, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> so make make a perception check for me as you're on the inside of this gatehouse. You can see through into the city. I just want to know what all I should describe. 19. I got a 19. So. Wow, Merlin rolled a 18. You guys are all like on the spot seeing stuff. So the very first thing that catches Merlin's eye when actually it catches all of your eyes because now that I think of it, you're all magic users. Mm. It says on this poster on the inside of the gatehouse wall, no unapproved magics by order of Lord White's envoy. Well, I'm going to use unapproved magics. Wow. So that's an interesting. Sign. Do you ask about it, or are you guys just going to walk into town? I'm going to just walk. What is this? What is the meaning of this sign? Gemma. Gemma. You see her name tag on her uh, on her shirt. That's why you know her name. Because of your <laughs> phenomenal perception roll. Oh, that's, 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 that's by order of, of the, the envoy. No magics. None. None allowed in town. Only knights are allowed to use magics here. It's how we keep things under control. Well, um, don't tell anybody that I'm about to uh, not do what the sign says. Just oh no, you shouldn't do that. If you break the law, they'll probably kill you, sweetie. Oh. And she kind of winks at you in a very disturbing way. Oh. Um. Let's not play our hand yet, children. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm I'm just gonna go now. Bye. You're weird. And Jim is Jim is gonna look at Merlin in your wizardly robes. We better not get no trouble out of you, you wizardly types. I know you can't resist. But round here, it could get you killed. If it does, I'm coming back as a ghost and haunting you. <laughs> And we walk on. She's marginally terrified of you, Jessica. Good. <laughs> uh, so, you guys get into town, and inside this, the, the stone walls of the city, you find a group of buildings that would best be described as gray. There's almost no plants around. It's kind of hard to see because it's, it's nighttime, but by the lamplight, you can tell there's not really any, any plants around here. Everything is cobblestone, and on either side of the road are buildings back-to-back, townhouses the whole way. It's built up hugely inside the city wall, but there is nothing outside but the bare minimalist of farmland. 
This town is boring. And there's not really anybody around. I mean, it's late, but it's not super late. You would have expected there to at least be a few people moving around in the town, but there's really nobody that you can see. Do you guys want to just keep walking into town? I might keep walking. Okay, so you guys make your way deeper into town, and by some happenstance, the inn that is here set up for people coming in off the old road to Brentwood is still open. And you see the sign that says uh, Stonehaven Inn. <laughs> this town is still boring. Alright, let's head for the inn. It's planned. It's not supposed to be exciting. Where are all the people? That's what we're thinking about. Alright, so you guys head into the inn, and this is not an inn and tavern like uh, you, you found in... Brentwood? Yes, in Brentwood. So, when you walk in, there's really just a kind of small room uh, with a counter, and behind the counter is a little old man kind of snoozing in a chair, kind of watching the front desk, and there's a little uh, little one of those Pick up bells there next to him on the counter and a ledger. Hmm. And behind him on the wall is a a pegboard full of keys. I'm lowering the bell. No! Let's He's just take right a key there. and go upstairs. <laughs> I like the bells. Let's just take a key and go upstairs. Let the man sleep. So Jessica goes to pick up the bell. Of course. She knocks it over. <laughs> And it rolls off the table and clacks onto the floor. Butterclaw. The little old man in the chair, he kind of snorts a little bit and wakes up with a start. He says, oh, 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 uh, hey, uh, hi, hi, uh, welcome to, uh, to Stonehaven. Uh, let me, uh, I, I, was, I assume you're here for a room? You're the first ones we've had in, uh... A long while. I think the last last people I saw was uh, was old Johnny, and he only came in because he was too drunk to find his house. <laughs> oh my! So uh, is it uh, just just to be the the three of you then? Uh, there's five of us. Oh, okay. That's that's more then. It's like there's five of us. <laughs> Wait, no, uh, there's six. It'll be uh, uh, one, one, uh, one gold apiece. Well, that's too much. Who's going to pay for it? Well, you said there's five of you, so that's five gold. Who's too much. Well, I suppose I could, uh, because you're the first ones I've had in so long, uh, I suppose I could come down to... Uh, uh, Four gold and um, uh, five silver. We have triple A. Ooh. Triple A one. what? We are the heroes from Brentwood. That's Do you think true. Matter then? Yes, they will have heard of our exploits. Academics Arcana Anonymous A. I suppose I could maybe knock it down another two silver. <laughs> okay, we'll take that. We uh, have triple A's. <laughs> yes. Is that Thomas. what it meant? That's what it yes, meant. Yes, I like that. That's excellent, uh, Derek. So that'll be uh, uh, four, four gold. And uh, he counts on his fingers for a second. Uh... Six silver. No, it's three. And he, he looks back at his fingers and he's he's adding them back up again. He says, I'm pretty sure it's six. It's three. You're trying to make the price higher. Roll a persuasion check, Jessica. Also, why on earth are you trying to negotiate five people when there's three of you? What happened to the children? Yeah, what happened to the children? Oh, you weren't just foot pulling my leg. I forgot about the kids. <laughs> children, children stay free. 
That's right. Kids eat free on the weekend. <laughs> oh, I, I thank you for keeping me, uh, keeping me on the level there. I totally spaced. I forgot you had the two kids with you. 16, 16. Okay. 16 persuasion. All right. All right. Uh, four, four gold and, and three silver. That's, that's fine. Okay. Man, that's um, funny. I forgot actually, about the kids within 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so he, who hands across the money? Or do you all, like, divide it amongst yourselves? That one does. I'll handle the monies. Yay! She's wasting her money! Okay, so you guys hand across the monies. He'll, uh, he'll pull down... How many Three? No, he'll pull down two room keys. He'll say... These these two rooms is the nicest rooms in the house, and uh, they're back to back adjoining. If you'd like, there's a door between, and you can open it. It's the finest in modern conveniences. I'm kicking down your door, and uh, he'll he'll hand over the keys. The, uh, if if you want, the 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 men can stay in one room, and the ladies in the other. It's totally up to you. Then he'll he'll write down in his ledger that uh, he gave away the two rooms and immediately fall back asleep. Okay, let's go to our rooms, children. Children? Well, you're taking I'll take the, with children the children? You guys can go sleep in your room or we can split up like the man said. We can leave the door open, it doesn't matter. I mean... I think we should in case there's a goblin around. Yeah, sounds good. I'll hang with the children. Okay, let's go to bed. Bedtime! Alright, y'all go to sleep. Nothing particularly bad happens. The rooms are pretty nice. They seem like they're they're actually kept pretty well, considering, you know, he said that ain't nobody been in here in a while. You find that the chamber pots are empty everything's hunky-dory there's even a mirror in in one of the two rooms which is which is pretty rare and uh that'll be it for the night okay i'm ready to go to bed